Kia ora, koto everyone. Welcome to Mama's Lockdown and Me. Um, I'm here with the amazing Angela Mayer. Mayer? Maya. Maya. See, I've got two surnames wrong this week. Um, one thing I should check. Uh, co-founder of Double Denim. Denim. Um, co-founder of Ace Lady Network. Um, general amazing woman online. Um, and mom to a ten and a half year old. Welcome. Howdy my. Hi, thank you for having me on your podcast. We finally got here. We've been we did. for a while. Um, and today was the day. It's just started raining here, so we're all cozy inside. Um, yeah. I always May the 4th. I know. Um, I always start with this with how are you and how are you? <laughs> um, how am I? I'm, I'm good. How am I? I've actually got a really sore hip because I've been doing lots of running while in ISO. Oh, there you go. Um, desperate to sort of get out and be in the world. Uh, things have been interesting in my family. Uh, we're all trying to be very nice, but sometimes that is tricky. And um, I've been quite stressed about work and about yeah. job security, but uh, did some great yoga yesterday and I've just been trying to get on top of all the things that I know make me feel better. Why is it that when we don't do it and then we do it and we realise how nice it is, we still don't do it? <laughs> I, was, um, I was actually talking with a really good friend of mine, Rach Davies, who's a therapist, and I had a session with her on Friday about this. And, and I think there's something about we're almost afraid of what would happen because the stories we tell ourselves um, allow us to be in the world and we can control that. But actually when we think, uh, what would it feel like if I was really... Uh, rested and able to flourish that might bring up some other things that we might have to deal with which this might be difficult true. this is so true so tell me um Angela who's in your bubble at the minute and has, and has that changed since we've moved levels yes in my bubble is my husband and my son and actually my bubble became a puddle over the weekend I love um, yes my when I've, I'm one of um four sisters you know I've got four or three sisters and one of my sisters is going in to have surgery on Friday so and she's got four children so we decided to join her family so that when she's had her surgery we'll be able to be supportive yeah and and how have you how has it been how is your um because do you do you usually work from home no I don't no my husband works from home so I'm in his space now I normally work in our office and I do a lot of traveling. So this has been a really big seismic shift for me. Yeah. And I'm working out of my bedroom or out of our bedroom, which is really tricky. Sometimes. <laughs> um, and how have you navigated those roles? So how have you, have you separated your day? Have you communicated what you need? How have you done that? Well, actually, it's been interesting. So um, we, Double Denim, we did a big campaign. We delivered and created a campaign in the first three weeks of lockdown. So I was incredibly busy. So I have actually just been sort of working 12, 13-hour days. And my husband, he, uh, he runs a market stall selling antique maps and prints. And his market... Um, actually closed down just before lockdown so he's actually been the one doing the majority of the childcare and also helping our son with his schoolwork and I sort of dash goes to school at you know 9 30 and I come in here about nine and 
we try and meet each other for lunch. But but yeah, in terms of how my day is, it's not vastly different in terms of the fact that I'm working all the time. And, um, but it is lovely to be able to come out of the bedroom and have a hug with my son. I'm yeah. really enjoying that. And how have you navigated those conversations with him? Because what, what I found over doing this, so you're my 20th. Oh, right, yeah. Interview, and I've had a range of different ages. And everybody's um, conversation about what they've talked to their children about has been quite, quite similar, but often little, little things that they've made that are unique to them. My son is a total homebody. Like he is loving this. <laughs> he is in heaven. He he would spend all day in bed reading or drawing or something like that. So it's actually a bit of a struggle to get him to go outside and do some exercise. Um, when we've talked about COVID nineteen and what, why it's happening, he's pretty sharp and he's he's got it pretty quickly. So he's he's not fearful or anxious. Um, He's just really enjoying the fact that he can lounge around in his pyjamas all day yeah, if he yeah. wants to. Yeah, so he's, and my husband's used to working from home, so there's not actually been too much of a difference for those two, but for me, it's been a really big shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have you noticed, so in terms of, you did a, um, an equity campaign, pay equity campaign a couple of years ago um, yeah. around women, and, and have you noticed when I've talked to lots of people about some of the work that they were doing around advocacy and pushing those topics out and they've kind of not stopped, but you you know how news kind of disappears slightly Mm. and then it's still there and people are still working away at things. Mm. How, how have you tried to keep that on top of the work that you do in, in a, in a massively COVID-19 conversation? (laughs) It's been really interesting. I mean, I think we're a really values based um, organization both as the ace lady network and as double denim so diversity and inclusion are absolutely fundamental to what we do so we kind of do it without even thinking about it in terms of getting cut through um, within media etc it's very difficult you know the media is kind of in free form here yeah I do worry quite a lot about the gains that have been made in terms of diversity and in terms of women's equality and in this kind of mad rush to get the economy started again, I think we might be missing a trick on, in terms of, like, well, what does the world look like if we, you know, if we don't have a patriarchal system in which we currently operate? You know, what could it look like? How could it be much more equitable? Definitely. And, and I've really noticed working in a um, kind of in a caring profession, like my other kind of my mum calls it my real job. Um, I work in the social sector. So, you know, yet again, I'm seeing my work colleagues work their asses off mm. for nothing again. Yeah. And again, those, those people pull up everybody else. They, mm. they lift up everybody else. And again, that's mostly women. And again, they do yeah. it because they love it. And, and I get, I'm in that rage, I'm in the rage phase, a little bit less than I was last week, but in reminding people who are shouting economy, economy, well, actually the care workers are the economy. Um, yeah. And I also think what the, you know, it's, it's been really interesting to see how quickly a government can move when it has to yeah. in terms of wage subsidies, et cetera. It's like, well, why can't we pay our teachers and our nurses? Yeah. Yeah. There's always the excuse there's not enough money and now suddenly there's enough money. And I, I get, you know, that we've borrowed a heap and all the rest of it, but um, I think, yeah, as, as you say, the rage comes from people making a decision about what is more important yeah. and constantly women's 
experiences, lives, jobs, etc., and not seen as as important. Yeah, no, totally. So what have you, um, have you shifted in terms of what you want to do in the future? So I think, so what, what I'm trying to do with this is, is have those conversations with moms and then shift into the conversation with, with, with not just women, but women who are thinking about the future and how their work, whatever that means to them might have changed. Has that shifted and changed for you? Um... It hasn't shifted and changed for me too much in the sense that I'm still completely committed to ensuring, you know, um, a feminist business model and thinking about how we transform our relationship to money, to work, to the earth, to our bodies, to each other. You know, that's still very much a part of, um, you know, what gets me out of bed in the morning. What has changed is how I talk about that and how I package that. Um, in terms of winning clients so we only get paid if we get jobs (laughs) and we get clients and for a lot of the time we've really said you know think about women and the female economy and actually we are responsible for you know 80% of all purchasing decisions with the current state of retail and everything else it's really interesting and we haven't done that research yet so we don't know but um, I yeah I'm, I'm having to refocus what the pictures I suppose or how I think about talking about what we do Um, but there's a huge need for the skill set that we have at Double Denim which is around communication which is around marketing which is around advocacy which is around you know bringing things together and creating a campaign so that more people can understand and a complex idea yeah and, and I think even more so that, that's so much that's so important even more so now um yes and, you know and, and I've been talking about you know I, I went through the whole oh god my blog business kind of died and then I started this and then I've been trying to and I hate the word pivot because it's been driving me mad but just that shift of how many people are online how many eyeballs are in front of the stuff that you're doing and actually those messages that we want to put out that are about adding value are so important now. People mm. want that stuff. They want real life conversations even more so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we'll see the change that the need will change as time goes on as well. You know, so yeah. if we sort of track what was really trending in terms of social content in the first couple of weeks is different from what was yeah. trending yeah, in the yeah. second yeah. two weeks, et cetera. So as, the, as we, as collectively we become, uh, we, we kind of collectively going through a, a real radical shift slash trauma. Um, and so we can kind of look to the, the ways in which trauma manifests itself yeah, for different yeah, people as, as, as a bit of a guide. Yeah. And we're really noticing that here in Queenstown, as in, you know, um, it was kind of like post Christchurch for us in terms mm. of, the funding that we got was too early, um, mm. you know, because you always get that three to six month shift after. Um, oh, my, yeah. my child's just woken up. I can hear her. So we, we mm. laughed yesterday when I did this with someone as her children came in the room. And I said, I've had cats knocking over screens. I've had toddlers running into the room. So <laughs> yeah, the real yeah. life. Um, so, yeah, no, definitely. I totally agree with you on that one. Um, what... Um, just like as a last question, what brings you kindness during the day? So the reason I ask that is because I we did I did a big social work webinar last week, and the social worker said we have to 
consistently ask ourselves at the end of the day, who did something nice for us when we're constantly doing nice things for other people? So I, how, how do you see that to yourself? Um, I really have to flip that for me. How have I been kind to someone else? Um, uh, look, we are a big family of huggers, you know, that's really big in our, in our bubble. So it's, um, I suppose for me, it's really taking the time to listen to what else is going on in other people's lives, minds, hearts, and, um, and just, yeah, acknowledging all the kindnesses that are happening. You know, my, my husband's a great cook and he's really doing an amazing job there. And, um, and, you know, taking, yeah, just taking, just practicing gratitude really and trying to be, um, you know, cognizant of, yes, things are really difficult, but I do, you know, I'm warm, I'm dry, I'm well-fed, um, you know, I'm okay. I'm totally yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you um, ready for your quick fire round? Sure. Okay. Um, favorite New Zealand biscuit? Afghan. Thank God you didn't say ginger nut. Um, I've had so many of those. Uh, mountain or beach? Mountain. Walnut or pistachio? Walnut. One person you would invite into your bubble, um, alive or dead and famous? The woman who wrote Fleabag. Oh, uh, Phoebe? Phoebe. Phoebe. Walker? Uh, Waller, yes. Yeah, Phoebe oh Waller. Be pretty amazing. Um, one, um, something that you've been listening to or watching that you want to recommend to everybody? Um, oh, I've been listening to a podcast called the Festival of Dangerous Ideas. Ooh. It's out of Sydney, um, and it, their their tenth festival got cancelled. So I've been listening to a backlog of them, and they're fantastic. I've got a huge list that I'm going to put out from everybody telling me stuff. The Festival of Dangerous Ideas, and the other one that my son and I have been watching is Franny Fisher, <laughs> Murder Mysteries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so great. That's awesome. It's like um, well, it's a bit of gentle, gentle death or something. Yeah, no, no. I, I started watching Shit's Creek because it's so gentle and yeah, there's nothing it's brilliant about that. it. So yeah. I've got 365 episodes to watch, so I should be all right. Yeah. Um, Angela, thank you so much for your um, input into this corridor. It's really um, wonderful that people give up their time for me to um, listen to that so thank you so much um, oh, thank you for your time you are welcome I always ask what are you going to go and do right now I'm about to jump on to a call about pipeline and how we can get some more clients nice work well we yeah. will chat to you very soon great thank you so much Bye. have a lovely afternoon bye-bye